dying. Whoa, hey, ring the alarm. Another sound is dying. Whoa, hey, some sound sound like a big jump on. Listen to the sound, it's a champion. Rock the dance in any session. Rock up the woman, and rock up the man. Ring the alarm. Another sound is dying. Whoa, hey. Good morning, unspeakable podcast family. It is morning for us. It might not be morning for y'all when y'all listen. Say that again. Good morning. A little louder. Say it with your chest. Good morning. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of topics to talk about per usual, but before we get into this, we want to introduce ourselves. We are three siblings who never stop talking to each other because we don't talk to other people like that. (laughs) Ty stops talking. Ty stops. I barely ever start talking. That part. It's just me and you, Fern. Man, so uh, you let Fern do the uh, intro last, last episode. You did it perfect just ooh, now. Why he come for you? <laughs> Disrespect. He came for you on the podcast episode. Disrespect. This it's is cool in the, the internet. Cool. It was cool, though. No, they ain't going to see yeah, what happened after. They ain't going to see them eyes. He ain't going to see me for three days after this. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm Chai. I'm Ty. I'm Fern. And this is the Unspeakable Podcast. So... Today, we have a variety of topics, but we're going to start with uh, statements that uh, were made against solidarity. For example, uh, Kings, Sacramento Kings uh, announcer named Grant Napier was uh, in a way set up, I guess you could say, by (laughs) Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Current Laker center, uh, he, I, I believe, from what I'm hearing, Grant Napier has been known to be a bit, uh, a bit more, basically all lives matter with his stance. So, you know, DeMarcus Cousins took it upon himself to ask Grant, uh, out of nowhere, really, what's your take on BLM? That's what he asked him. <laughs> Grant replies, hey, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. All lives matter. Every single one. That's Grant's response. And it's soon reported later that the Kings play-by-play announcer, Grant Napier, in quotes, has been placed on administrative leave, which later led to him resigning. We'll say resigning because that's what it's reported as. Uh, I'm sure it was a bit of a... You can resign or we're going to fire you situation. Right. <laughs> you know, but. Which, that's pretty rough, actually. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, which I think about I mean, that. Right I definitely don't. I mean, let me not say I don't agree that mm-hmm. all lives matter, but I don't agree with it as a movement. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as being fired, that's. Yeah. That's a little much, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, I definitely don't believe you should be fired because of what you believe uh even if you know we deem it as wrong or messed up uh Colin Kaepernick was fired because of what he believed right you know uh so it'll be a bit hypocritical to be like Grant should be fired <laughs> like all he said was all lives matter I mean Ty would you say that that's an infringement on his was it right to free speech not necessarily I mean, you he just think say, it's not cool. He, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I just think it's, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, didn't nobody take his First Amendment right away because he didn't get sent to jail. I, I mean, mean it, and they didn't take <laughs> it in general because it, when when you work for a private company, 
you know, which is the same issue with Colin Kaepernick, why right. it was not necessarily wrong for the NFL to fire him. Um, once you work for a private company, you're they can fire you for almost, you know. Yeah, it's like Whatever the same they're... thing as weed being legalized now. Like, you can smoke it, but if your <laughs> job don't want you to, then you're going to get fired. So, I believe... Uh, you're not going to go to jail for it, but it's all up to the people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, if the people you're dealing with don't like it, then you have to work accordingly, especially if those are people that's paying you. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what it sounds like, though, uh, Grant Napier has been known to be a bit on the... Uh, non-inclusive side. <laughs> that was a nice way to put it. <laughs> so I think this was kind of like a opportunity that they saw to really get him up out of there. If a black person had said Black Lives Matter and then got fired, mm-hmm. would y'all feel the same about it or do you think it would cause a little more outrage? I think we might riot in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely cause more outrage for right. sure. <laughs> Because it's perpetuating systemic racism, basically. Yeah, basically. If you fire somebody for wanting rights for an entire people group. Exactly. Got you. Uh, I like what you said, though, about they set him up. No, it was definitely a set No, it was for sure. So, yeah. uh, they actually had this, history, but I don't remember what the... I'm trying to find yeah. what... I mean, happened. definitely, since he said, I they, thought y'all forgot about me. They have a history where, uh, you know, uh, Boogie Cousins isn't, wasn't necessarily known to be the nicest guy not maybe nice to you know like to people around him but he's a bit of you know like a like a tough guy Mm. you know and uh i believe grant napier at one point said that boogie cousins when he got traded he almost was happy because demarcus cousins was a dark cloud over the organization Mm. and i think uh you know Demarcus ain't forget about that (laughs) (laughs) i would hate for somebody to describe me as a dark cloud yeah and other uh, other statements against solidarity. I know you were telling me about uh, Fern. You were telling me about Drew Brees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Right, and he said, "What does he say? I would never disrespect. condone disrespecting the flag." Yeah. Well, here we can show you exactly what he said here. Well, I, I will. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. That's real bold to him to speak for the people in the civil rights movement in the 60s. I thought you was going to say what I was thinking. That's some bullshit. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's uh, interesting. You know, I think I think that line a month ago would have got you by and, you know, you would have been fine and nobody would have really... Batted the eye, I would have just been like, oh man, here's another guy. Here goes Drew Brees, 
you know, saying, uh, talking about All Lives Matter and mm -hmm. somehow bringing up the flag. Well, not somehow, because he was asked. But, you know, before these last couple of weeks, you would have been able to get away with that and it would have been fine. But, I mean, the thing is that his opinion isn't the problem. The, the problem is that the opinion he has is not focused on the, the right thing. So, right. Mm -hmm. if we were just discussing the flag, then that would actually be a perfect response. I mean, aside from the civil rights or <laughs> the 60s and all that, but that would have been a great response. But... The fact that the fact that he doesn't see why we were kneeling mm -hmm. is the issue. Not because yeah. I mean his response for the the flag was great, mm -hmm. but that's not what we're talking about. And, and also so that's the issue. Yeah. Though a part of what the flag represents is the ability and the freedom to protest in this country. So for you to say someone peacefully protesting, mind you, we don't even need to talk about protests that don't that don't stay peaceful, but Peacefully protesting to you is disrespecting the flag. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's simply just about the fact that he doesn't understand. You know, it's that it's that uh, after four years, you still think that Colin Kaepernick somehow was trying to disrespect the flag when he was simply just taking a knee, you know, just to raise, aware raise awareness for the black lives that were being lost at the hands of police. Right. And after four years, it seemed like the NFL didn't change their tune a little bit. I mean, I don't know if the NFL had much <laughs> of a choice at this right. point. You know? Man, because they apologized, right? They did like a formal apology. Yeah. Uh, the commissioner actually sat down and s said that they were wrong. You know, said they were wrong for trying to stifle peaceful protesters mm -hmm. in the past. You know, never naming Colin Kaepernick directly, obviously, because obviously. of, you know, legal ramifications and things of that nature. But basically just saying that they should have been more supportive in the past of people trying to protest and make America better. So Speaking of making America better, we actually have uh, someone who feels that they have an idea on how to make America better <laughs> by the name of Candace Owens. She's trying to make America great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a clip. I also am not going to accept the narrative that this is the best the black community has to offer. For whatever reason, it has become fashionable over the last uh, five or six years for us to turn criminals into heroes overnight. Um, and it is something that I find to be despicable and it's something that I refuse to stand by. To me, her clip, like her whole little 15-minute video that she did is the most ignorant that we've talked about today. Uh, Drew Brees or what is the other dude? Grant Napier? Yeah, Grant Napier, yeah. Uh, the most ignorant we've heard. I, I mean, to me personally, Drew Brees is, was the most ignorant. Yeah. Ignorant right. being not underst understanding, correct? Right, so to me, it appeared that Drew Brees simply didn't understand that that rhetoric would not be accepted anymore and that it was wrong you know he didn't be able to understand what it is we were protesting for essentially or uh, mm -hmm. the way he says yeah. it he didn't i mean like he, he thought it was or not. about the flag yeah about a piece of cloth and not people dying well but i still feel like she's the most ignorant because i feel like what you were saying ty her issue is very similar of she 
seems extremely intelligent. However, she's ignorant because she lacks awareness about what she's talking about. She said that black people make criminals heroes, but no one, I have not heard in this last week anybody say that George Floyd was a hero. We are not protesting and being right. upset because he's a hero. We're protesting yeah. and being upset because he was unjustly murdered. So her whole video is about he's a criminal and we should make him a hero and the black um, the black community is stupid for that, but that's right. not what we're doing. And even still, like, we don't, like, all of these people that we've protested for and that we've, you know, been in support of have not been criminals. Right. Uh, Tamir Rice was a child. Right. Uh, Sandra Bland was not a criminal. Right. Trayvon Martin was not a criminal. So who is she talking about? She she picked one, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's really ridiculous that she... I guess it just seems to feel like we as black people uh, like support and lift up criminals. Like him being a criminal is completely separate right. from the task at hand and from the conversation that's being had. Right. Yeah. It's almost like she has such a level of like disdain mm-hmm. for her own people that she can't see past it. And that, and the way she says that makes it sound like, like who would those of which that we do support who were criminals deserve to be dead? Right. Yeah. So like, does, so she feels like he deserved to die. Like, should he have? Should he have died? Well, well she says and, over and over in the video that mm-hmm. that's not what she's saying. Yes. But it doesn't. That doesn't matter because it sounds a lot like what you're saying. It sounds like yeah, you're, you think you're, he, he deserved. It's how you think he deserved it. You're diminishing the value of his life right and of his worth you feel that he's not worthy to be protested in support of yeah and another thing she said in the video was that black people like to give light to and raise up their lowest common denominator she said that no other race does that except black people and i just felt like how is that a bad thing that black people like to um show love and appreciation for even the people who may not have been as successful, may not have found a way out of their struggles or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, the, the fact of the matter is uh, you're only as strong as your lowest common denominator, your weakest link. So the, if we can raise up the bottom, then that means the rest goes up with it and we all can end up in a, in a good place. And so it's like for her to feel like only you should, you should only celebrate some people and not others. And I mean, celebrate, I'm using in a different a different way here, but why who who has to, who can die that we can protest like how do you determine who can be protested it's if really, he can't and like does somebody else have to die does something have to be somebody with no criminal record do they have to be a better person for us to feel like oh okay we can have a protest now because they're better than he was or she used the term stand up citizen a lot in the video stand up so citizen. she was saying these the black stand up citizens no one da 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 but we're talking about a criminal, so apparently you have to be a stand-up citizen who... She went through his whole criminal record. Like, she had receipts. And she named each of his offenses and how long he was in jail for them. It's really just a real selfish and just uh, judgmental, judgmental point of view. You know, like, one of a person who don't understand the struggles of another human being or don't care about them. That. You know, and I just find it... a. Uh, what does she say? She found it disgraceful or disgusting? I, I, I find her comments disgraceful and disgusting. 
but not every not everything was bad in the media this week. We had a couple corporations actually that did some fairly big things to show solidarity with the movement. Like Nickelodeon, I'm sure y'all heard about the whole mm-hmm. what is it, a nine minute commercial and the screen is just black and you can just hear someone breathing <laughs> background. Yeah. Uh that was I thought it was a very big statement. I mean, I don't want to say big, but it was very uh, powerful. Especially for a channel that's for children. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, due to the fact that it was for children. Right. We had a Karen attack. You know, uh, many parents were very angry. Mm-hmm. Because it appeared that they just felt like these are children, keep them out of it, you know, maybe feeling that they shouldn't have to be bothered with the issues of the world, you know, and and I understand that, you know, I definitely can understand that point of view. Um, You know, I don't know exactly what Nickelodeon's like. The motive. Yeah, what their motive was behind it, you know, maybe... I could see it being, you know, a move in where they were trying to force the conversation. Right. Force people who may not be affected by these things to have the conversation with their children. You know, because as a black child, you had this conversation. I don't even... I mean, I think, what, Ty, you was maybe five the first time you got called a nigger? Maybe six. (laughs) You know? Something like that. So those conversations need to be had quite early on. In a black household. And it appears that they probably don't happen at all in a white household. Because, I mean, why would they? It doesn't affect you. You know, it's not an issue that you have to wake up and worry about. And I think Nickelodeon's goal was probably to make sure that everyone understood that it's an issue that we all have to consider. An issue we all have to prepare for. Right. Because that's definitely a privilege to not have to have this conversation. So, I'm with Nickelodeon for forcing people to have the conversation and recognizing that because most people probably wouldn't have had the conversation with their kids. Yeah. Um, when when do you guys think is the right time to have this conversation with your kids? Hmm. That's, that's hard. Definitely at a young age. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think, I think that's different. I mean... <laughs> I think it goes back to what you were saying about... I think it's different for people who are affected by these things and people who are not. Because realistically, as a black parent, there is going to come a time when the conversation has you. You have to have the conversation because your kid's going to come home and say, this happened at school, da-da-da-da-da. However, for a white kid who lives with all other white kids where these conversations are happening, these things are happening as often, that that need to have that conversation may not never arise for a white parent. I like that, I like that. So it appears what you're saying is that it will the point in which you have to have this conversation with your kid will come before likely the age that you feel like you should have to have this conversation with your kid. Although, I mean, you should never have to have the conversation. But not for white people. Okay. Okay, now this leads me to a idea I just had, I guess, right? Okay. And, and what, at what grade do you learn about the civil rights movement? Do you learn about Martin Luther King? Uh, maybe second, third. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe third. 
Yeah, but I'm, you know what? Now they're learning sooner because our little cousins was just saying the other day yeah. when Mama had the conversation with them, they were saying they learned about nine eleven and they're first graders. That's crazy that people are learning about nine eleven in school. I was alive. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. I think uh, around that time. I mean, for, first and foremost, if not if, because I know for a fact, um, Black history needs to have a much greater yes. importance in the school system. Yes. Let me not just say black history because right. history of races other than white people. The history of America. They need to actually yeah. fully show you the history of America and not show you the pretty parts that... Yeah, and I understand, uh, you know, to the victory goes the spoils, the winner tells the story, mm-hmm. all of those things. But if we are all Americans and if we all are striving for the same thing, then I believe that we should put everything out on the table. But with that being said, whenever that conversation about Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement happens, I believe that is probably the point in which everyone should have this conversation with their kids. Black, white, whatever race. I mean, I feel like best, really the best bet would be to teach it in the school system. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So for the teacher to teach you about it and then teach you what really have that conversation with everyone's kids. Because okay. like how she said, how, how Chai said that the time is going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. For some, they like yeah, like so. The reason I was having a hard time giving you a, an answer earlier to when you should have the conversation is because for white people, there's really never a time where you have to have the conversation. No, you you would have to. to consciously think about what's going on in the world to have the conversation because the odds are your kids aren't really going to come home and mm-hmm. tell you this, that, or the other. They're never going to have to force the issue. So it's like- oh, and that's why I say that. It should happen around when you learn about the civil rights movement or Martin Luther King because everyone learns mm-hmm. at that same, you know, like that's a milestone for every kid at the same time. Right. You know, and and we can all uh, understand at that time that, okay, your kid comes home, tells you to learn about Martin Luther King because that is, uh, from what I have heard from, you know, everyone who has kids around that age, it appears to be something that is so shocking to a kid mm-hmm. that they majority of the time come home and tell their parents about it yeah you know so when your child comes and talks to you about that i would imagine they would ask you some questions and if not you should probably volunteer some information yeah you know on that this was 50 years ago and that it still is continuing to go on right today yeah you know like that was progress that was a point of progress Mm -hmm. but it was not the end it was i mean the beginning of our freedom, really. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that the white kids will never have a reason to go home and, you know, bring it up to their parents because things happen. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's a little more rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. we also have Ben and Jerry's, right? Mm-hmm. They also had posted a statement, a fairly um, long one, but there was a clip going around on Twitter and they had some very... Strong, strong things to say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They definitely, uh, I believe their slogan was something like squash, uh, squash racial inequality or racial injustice or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they said the murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane police brutality that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. And so the rest of it pretty much followed that tone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was just surprised, honestly, that they 
was bold enough to say white supremacy. That's a big thing to say for a company. Right. Yeah. It's a... It alienates a large group of people who choose to ignore white supremacy or simply don't believe that it's a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? It it is like a... Almost a slap in the face to someone who believes otherwise. Right. And they acknowledge that racism is systemic. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I see y'all with that one. And of course... On Twitter, people was like, ah, oh, we stand Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's go crazy. And there were other people saying that, you know, Ben and Jerry's is not completely re- removed from issues. I guess they are against unions for their workers. So a lot of people are uncomfortable with that and weren't happy about people being excited about this statement. I mean, yeah, but the way I see it, like, I I can almost understand companies being against unions, especially working for, like, a government, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a government job, I guess, is like uh, unions are amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're the employee, if you are, you know, the boss is trying to actually get something done, actually trying to get something productive to happen, yeah. it can be a hindrance. Yes, um, for the police, an example. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a big reason why the police brutality. You know, the cops who are you know, guilty of police brutality gets such a pass is due to their union being so strong. You know, so, you know, I understand that unions are extremely important in America and they are necessary. But, you know, to hold a, a company not, you know, necessarily wanting unions to be so strong within their company, I, I can understand it, you know. Mm. Um, But Apple actually also had a statement <laughs> you know uh apple or apple music yeah when you load up and you go to browse music or went to browse music mm-hmm. on uh what was it tuesday yeah blackout tuesday yep so when you went to find some music or browse for some music uh there was a statement there saying that they were you know stood in solidarity and all day long they were playing uh black music i guess mm-hmm. somewhat black empowering you know yeah. uh you know songs like fight the power or something like that you know like kendrick <laughs> exactly and uh I, I took it upon myself to text chai and ty and tell them like wow i feel like this is like a big a big statement mm-hmm. you know um and it was i think i was a. Uh, my excitement was quickly like, <laughs> snuffed out, <laughs> you <bad>. know? <laughs> it was like, how is this a statement, you know? Um, which, you know, made me think about it a little bit. Because it was like, okay, how is it a statement? Like, all they really did was, you know, posted this in solidarity. Many companies have done that. Yeah. But I think it was just something like, the way I put it was like, if you would have... Tune in to Apple Music, mm-hmm. and it would have said, "All Lives Matter." We're gonna play nothing but country music today, <laughs> in solidarity with the All Lives Matter movement. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be beside yourself? You might go as far as to no longer use Apple Music. Right. So I saw it like that, like almost like it could have. I just put myself in their shoes, you know. And I thought it was a really cool statement, but when I initially heard about it. It was under the premise that you could not listen to anything else on Apple Music. I had heard like a couple people say that on Twitter. So that was what I thought was happening. But then I went and clicked on my other music and I was like, 
oh and i was like well this already downloaded wait so then i went and found some taylor swift and i could listen to that too so i was like oh like this is cool and this is a statement but it wasn't as profound as i initially thought it was going to be but they almost gave it the feel that this was your option like you know, like, when you go to browse, it was like, boom, well, start not, listening. That's the only button on I the screen. I don't even go. Ty, you go to the browse page? Uh, no. Oh, I, I, I have never. Teresa, uh, oh. I go to the browse page often. I was just saying that uh, my fiance goes to the browse page frequently. Okay. Yeah. And, like, radios, just like on uh, Spotify. She mm-hmm. does all the radios. She does all that stuff. But I think I just stay all, in my library, though. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. dope. It was a cool statement. I liked it, but I think you were more excited than I was. Yeah. And then, but I ended up coming to, I think, more excitement in the end. I was a little more excited than I initially was about it. Yeah. But, you know, we're we're thankful to those companies for their messages, you know. Right. Even, you know, big or small, depending on how you see it, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, with that being said, we're going to take a little break and let y'all enjoy some music, some good music. Look, fellas, I asked you nicely. But now I'm getting very irritated. For the last time, would you please smell freaking grass? Oh, get it. Stab my grass like Stanley. <gasps> Do me cheeks on the beach, she said. That was my first time in Miami. Shawty played the Trinity like bitch on the baddie. Pull over like that, too fat, baby. Gold in my mouth like shit, daddy. Slip sliding back, take it to the house. Put it down, she don't know nothing. So that was Trino by Trina by Smino. Mm-hmm. I like Smino. <laughs> um, so we know when we first started on our Instagram and everything, we asked y'all to give us, send us in topics and questions and stuff like that. And so we do apologize for not being able to get to those with all the craziness going on in the world. But that's what this segment is for, and it'll be a reoccurring segment. And so let's argue. <laughs> uh, our first, the first thing we want to talk about is. Do black men date black women? That, that is, ain't even the question. <laughs> hey, that's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. Um, yes is the answer to that question. All right, next question. You stupid. <laughs> that's not the issue. What's because the issue? I know Fern is going to throw a bunch of statistics out about this many black men end up with yes, black women. And this many, no, 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 no. But that's not the point. I have the numbers right here. <laughs> My issue with Fern's consistent argument is that you like to act like it's absurd that this is like a common because it is it's absurd <laughs> why is that absurd why is it absurd that 90 percent of black men end up with black women but it's uh, uh that's not a stat did that's you hear not that a, hold on that's not a stat <laughs> just off the uh, did you hear that oh that wasn't a stat right. you seem I'm, real yeah, I'm not credible right i'm gonna now. give you a stat though all right nine percent of the new marriages, and I, I this study I looked up had 2015, right? Oh, okay. So in 2015, only 9% of new marriages were interracial okay. between black, you know, black people. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
that's that error is ninety one percent. So ninety one percent of the new marriages in twenty fifteen, right, were black, and black. The caveat is though, end up, so maybe everything they was doing up to the point where they got to this black woman who they decided to settle down with. What if they wasn't dating black women? Which is fine. More importantly, what if they was bashing black women on Twitter and to their friends and to the girls so, who were listening? So do you think that it's likely that 91% of the black men ended up with black women and before that they was just bashing Obviously black women? Obviously not 91% of them was Half of them? You think half of them? You think 40% of them just ended up with a motherfucker that they didn't want to be with? And that don't mean they don't want to be with them. Well, like, how did they end up with them then? Because they found Ty. Come on, you don't got no thoughts on this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm letting it flow. I'm letting oh, it flow. Okay. Y'all continue your argument. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard so many dudes say, so many dudes have told me, I don't date black girls because they do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But you different. First of all, for those of y'all who say that, that is not cute. Don't say that. That's like You will man, immediately get yeah, your number deleted. Yeah, that's, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, right? That's like saying you pretty for a black girl. Okay, okay. Yes, it is. All right. So they're saying they don't date black women because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But you're different, right? So would that not indicate that the people that were around them were not desirable? Because you're a black woman and they're talking to you mm-hmm. because you are desirable to them. Therefore, that implies that the other women who were black around them were not desirable. But probably not because they were wait, black. Did you hear Ty say black? Oh, y'all good? No, I, 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 <laughs> probably not because they were black. Mm-hmm. But they think that's why and they say that. They don't say, okay, how- I don't date girls who are loud or who yeah, are... They say, I, I don't date black girls. That's and then when you say. ask them why... They follow up with this list. But if you talking to this dude, he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I don't date black girls. Period. That's it. Okay, but when they say that, you know exactly what they mean, don't you? No. You don't know that they mean they don't date loud, crusty-ass motherfuckers? How would I have known that? Because that's what they see the black women as. Because that's what the black women I'm around also, both of y'all are like. I'm also a black woman in that space. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You are. Why? So I'm saying... I'm not just gonna, like, automatically separate myself from these women. You say you don't date black women... You have to specify why you don't date black women. Because if you don't say black women, to me that means it's because I'm black. If you don't follow up with a reason, and a lot of the time they don't. Yeah, that's ignorance and typically young dudes that say that, right? So it's just being ignorant. They just don't know no better. I mean, that's a... Kind of, they don't know no better. Patriarchy (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) I mean, essentially that's not fully incorrect. Them not knowing no better. I mean, you are a product of where you grew up at. So, I mean... Where you are, there may be more of the type of people that you don't really deal with. So, like, we grew up here in the high desert, Mm -hmm. and there were maybe five or six black girls at the schools, and majority of those black girls were not the type of black girls Uh, I am attracted to or would want to be with. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I... I was in a position where I would go to LA, I would see other people, and so I knew what other black girls were like. But if those are the only black pe- girls that you really kind of grew up with, you wouldn't really have any other reference point. And of course, this isn't everybody. Everybody doesn't have this same situation. But because you got to think, like, we grew up in California where the black population isn't that high mm-hmm. to start, mm-hmm. right? And then we went to a, even like a, some, I guess not rural, but like a suburb, right? 
Uh, so within there, the population of black people was even lower. Like, I mean, was you dating any black dudes when you was in high school? Or was they dusty? Nah, I, was, I dated two black dudes. In okay, but a lot of them was dusty, right? I, not necessarily. Oh, all right. I don't, I wouldn't have said that the majority of them or half, maybe half of them was dusty. But, okay, that's what I said. But half of people in general is dusty, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's half of black guys <laughs> were dusty. And I think that's the difference. I don't feel like. People don't say, I also don't date Hispanic girls because they do this and this. I also don't date white girls because they do this and this. Okay. So so you think that this argument comes from people when they're young having these experiences? Yes. Okay, but what about when people are older and they say, like, celebrities only date white girls and stuff like that? Do you think that's bullshit? I think people, it's easier to pay attention to the celebrities who are dating non-black women because you already have this kind of preconceived notion Mm -hmm. that black men don't want us Mm -hmm. so then you see old dude with his white woman and you like there they go can you name a black celebrity with a white wife off the top of your head Childish Gambino and his wife like Asian oh oh okay well wait does she gotta be white why can't she just be not black so Childish Gambino Kanye West okay uh, at least getting I know it's more. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> right, do how about that. this? How about this? Name who's Chloe me... married to? Nobody. Uh, well, she was mess- she was with the dude who do the yeah, drugs. Lamar, yeah, I can't remember his name. All right, I got you there, right. though, didn't I? All right, now name me some black men with black women and rattle off all these names. You Why got. you coming at me? Why you can't name them? Clearly, you uh, know them. Will Smith, right? D- Dwayne Wade, Jay-Z. LeBron James, Jay Z. Why you coming at me? I said. That people, I didn't say that black celebrities don't da da da. I was just explaining to da 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 da. Anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I understand why they are more aware of the famous black men who aren't dating black women because they already have this preconceived notion. This preconceived notion from being disrespected and being hurt in the past, they're like, you're more likely to notice that. I just think people listen to the loud minority way too often. What's the loud minority? The loud minority is the only people that you hear say anything about anything. <laughs> On twi- That's a good Twitter, Twitter is the definition of a loud minority. Yeah. All you see is the negative parts of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So if Twitter is all you look at, then you're going to pretty much, that's how you're going to feel about life. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what the situation is, they take the bottom of the, the, bottom of the barrel people. Or, that could sound kind of, Ooh, the bottom of the barrel people. He said the bottom of the <laughs> barrel are the, Those people. are the people, like those are the YouTube people who do comment on YouTube that just bash everybody. Mm-hmm. People, the other, other people don't really have, don't really say much. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the comments are going to be those people that are, more negative and more ready to just just want to argue yeah. about something. Mm-hmm. For me, the issue here, Fern specifically, because I don't think I've ever had this argument with Ty, I feel like every time we have this, you're so focused on proving that experience wrong, you don't listen I'm to the experience. I'm not trying to prove the experience wrong. The experience can be whatever it is. The facts are what they are, though. Oh, my god! And the fact is that that's not true. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. But I'm saying it's not about this yes or no question of like, you can have the argument with other people, but when we're talking about it, you seem so unopen to hearing why or hearing like it matters why people feel that way it matters that black women are having this experience regardless it does matter, of yes. if in the end black men end up with black women there's still a common thing that's happening to a lot of women that is making them feel this way and that is hurting them y'all okay. are talking about the same thing but y'all on separate that's what i'm saying y'all on separate ends of the spectrum so you're basing yours off of emotion feeling and 
emotion, and he's basing his off of numbers. I think it's just important they, to acknowledge and it they before don't, you no. try to bash one. It is, okay, why? It is, definitely, why? it is definitely important, but when you're asking a question that has, an, well, yeah. has a statistical answer, you can't argue against a statistical answer. And his statistical answer can't answer anything that you have to right. say about. But the question, the, the thing that portion. I brought up was that he always acts like it's so absurd that women feel that way. And so I, for me, the thing here is getting oh, okay. you to see and, that. And do you feel like it's absurd that women feel that way? Okay, um, you can feel however you want, but that's not answering tr- her question though. Well, I feel that if you know what the truth is, then like they, you they should don't know what the truth. The truth is why not? Why would they? Because it's like people not, but do like so. You think that when black women are getting bashed by black men or black kids, and mm-hmm. a yes, lot of cases, right. mm-hmm. do you think that the black women go say, "You know what? I wonder if all black people are like this." I'm gonna go look <laughs> up the statistics on. It's the same thing. The same way you're saying that these guys are seeing, only seeing these black women who act this way, and they generalize black women mm-hmm. that way black women are seeing men who say they don't like black women and they are generalizing men that way it's the same thing these full black people these people who have two black parents are saying that are saying that they have two black parents all these people have two black parents yet somehow black men don't like black women it could be black men today okay people do all that right. all the time older generations they used to da, 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 da. no more yes yes it is more likely that people will date out of their race which to me there's no issue with that right but nonetheless right uh it's more likely these days yes not by much but it's likely it's more likely we won't agree on this Ty, do you have any closing thoughts about the topic uh no i think i pretty much set my closing <laughs> thoughts hey, you, you did great Ty. You guys, <laughs> we are doing different things yeah. Because I'm telling you the facts and you're telling me about some feelings that I don't give a damn about. <laughs> we might as well cut this whole thing that's out. Really that's, I mean, that's, that's the only way to end it. There ain't no... You, you guys aren't going to agree. At all. And I mean, okay, I'll that's say fine because y'all don't have to agree. But. I'll say this, that when I have a black daughter, I will definitely make sure that she knows that regardless of how some dusty ass nigga made her feel, <laughs> black men love black women. Black men are going to be with black women majority of the time by a, a huge margin, majority of the time. So you can let that nigga go over there and be dusty and feel how he want to feel as long as you know that you're a black woman and black women are loved by black men. That's a fact. Okay. You know why you have to do that? <laughs> because there's dusty niggas out there that's going to make her feel like that. Exactly. Yeah. Emotions are important. And well, we're, preach on it. Uh, well, I mean... We on to the next segment, so. Okay. We done yelling at each other about that topic. There wasn't a clear winner aside from me. So we gonna get on to the (laughs) next one. (laughs) Next question from our viewers. Is preferring someone of a lighter or darker skin tone preference or colorism? What y'all think? Uh, I'm gonna go with preference. Why you gonna go with preference? That was quick. Because, I mean, because me, I, uh, me personally, (laughs) (laughs) I could not say it. Um, <laughs> me personally, I just I, I don't really see. I mean, of course, if you're racist, then mm-hmm. it's colorism. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I I don't know the definition of colorism, so I guess that probably would help. But I just feel like it's that light skin privilege thing. Oh well, yeah, I just feel like if you prefer lighter skin versus darker skin, or darker skin versus lighter skin, then that's just what is more attractive to you. I'll say this: I believe that they are two separate things preference to me is like i prefer this 
it, it becomes colorism when you completely refuse to mm. deal with someone of a different, you know, of this skin tone, of this race, of this, mm-hmm. you know, then, then it becomes an issue. That's a good but point. if you just like, you know what, I'm going to go with the most beautiful, they tend to be the most beautiful to me, but then somebody that look nothing like yeah. what your idea of, you know, on, in your mind of the most beautiful thing is comes and they're as beautiful to you, then no, you're not, it's not no issue with that. Mm-hmm. It's just you had a preference. Um, preference can easily be broken. You know, colorism, on the other hand, Man. cannot easily be broken. That's a good point. And a lot of a lot of people who say like, oh, it's just my preference. Well, they think it's their preference, but then you'll catch them saying some really horrible stuff. Like, they'd be the same dudes out here calling dark-skinned girls roaches. <laughs> Which is not cool. And then you call them on it, and they'd be like, oh, I can't have a preference? And you'd be like, that's not a preference. Yeah, that was kind you of, out of pocket. disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, a lot of times it appears to me these things are uh, systemic. Even the last topic, you know yeah. like, it's just that you kind of are taught that, you know, maybe uh, black women aren't as beautiful or that darker women aren't as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And as you grow older and you start to see beautiful black women, beautiful dark women, uh, intelligent black women, intelligent dark women, you know, that are contrary to what media has shown you. Exactly. What the media has shown you, then you really begin to shed that preference or colorism Mm -hmm. that if you even if it is colorism you know you can shed that just by being proven wrong Mm -hmm. you know everybody can't be proven wrong some people's hate and bias or whatever runs so deep that that just is what it is right yeah Yeah. i think too i feel like people are a lot less lenient when it comes to white people oh man right if you white and you say your preference is only white women you're fetishizing (laughs) whoa (laughs) you was on the flip side you was on white people who their preference is black people black people Mm -hmm. interesting so you don't think that that is fetishizing necessarily uh i mean i believe the same with the preference to colorism it's like there's a point where it's like all right like you being weird, like yeah. Once you talking about, oh, I just want to have light skinned children and shit. Mm. Like that. When it's not like a, this is just the most attractive yeah. person like, to me. It's like you, when yeah. you have an ulterior motive, like that's yeah. what it sounds mm-hmm. like when you that's say what it, that. To me, what it comes down to, period, is when it is anything outside of that. That is just the most attractive thing to you. Mm-hmm. Attractive, not just physically, but also intellectually, yeah. emotionally, etc. I mean, to me, per, in my opinion, right. Um, to say that some that a certain type of person is the most attractive to you mentally or intellectually is colorism or yeah, racism. That's outrageous. What? Because you're making a because whole like, deduction no, 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 no. I'm not saying, on a group of people. I'm not saying on, black people are most attractive to you mentally. I'm saying, I thought you were saying it's not fetishizing or colorism or whatever when this person specifically is most attractive to you. So I was saying not just their physical appearance. Oh, because if you person. come to me, yeah, and you like, oh, you beautiful physically, but you don't actually like me, mm-hmm. that's another issue because you really don't like me. You just like that I'm light-skinned and I got curly hair. Mm-hmm. Thus, colorism. Um, I, I don't know about that. Why? So you saying that it's colorism if they think you're... Is it like if they think you're beautiful, but you're they... And they still talk to you, even though they're not attracted to you mentally. Not necessarily, but I'm saying like if you're choosing to be with me solely based off of the fact that I'm light skinned and I have curly hair and I look mixed, 
Oh, that is okay, the yeah, only yeah. thing about me that you are enthusiastic about. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That was easy. I love when we all agree. Um, so that was our the end of our argument, the end of the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening. Per usual, we wish y'all love, peace, prosperity, and justice. God bless y'all. And we won't close. This is Champion by Kanye West. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Did you realize that you were a champion? You don't see just how wild the crowd is. You don't see just how fly my style is. I don't see why I need a stylist when I shot so much I can speak Italian. I don't know, I just want it better for my kids. Saying we was from the projects, but every time I wanna lay away or deposit, my dad say when you see clothes, close your eyelids. We was sorta like Will Smith and his son. In the movie, I ain't talking about the rich ones. Cause every summer he'd get some brand new hair brain scheme to get rich from. And I don't know what he did for dope, but he'll send me back to school with a new wardrobe and hey. He did when he packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everything I wanted, man, it seems so serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Did you realize that you were a When it feel like living's harder than dying. For me, giving up's way harder than trying. Lauren Hill said her heart was in Zion. I wish her heart still was in rhyming. Kids gon' listen to, huh? I guess me if it isn't you. Last week I paid a visit to the institute. They got the dropout keeping kids in the school. I guess I clean up my act like Prince do. If not for the pleasure, at least for the principal. They got the CD, then got to see me drop gems like I dropped out a PE. They used to feel invisible. Now they know they invincible. To the crib, just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. Like this.